Hello to the three viewers out there. Um, we're going to give it about a minute or so, let it fill up first. But uh, um, as promised, I have three guests on. I always try to keep my word. They are all returning guests, which is very good. Um, so, all right, well, we'll go ahead and get started here. So, I'm joined by our, our guest, uh, Senior Center Lane Grantham, Junior Defensive Tackle slash Nose Guard. Uh, Hunter Largen and sophomore wide receiver Danny Armstead. Gentlemen, I appreciate you all taking time uh, out of your Monday evening to come on and talk to me here. I want to pose the question to the three the three of you. How is fall camp going for you all so far? I guess I'll start. Uh, it's going pretty good. I mean, definitely. Uh, it definitely gets a little bit easier as far as, like, doing it. I've been through multiple camps and stuff like that. So I guess I, I guess I just know more or less like what to expect and know how how hard it is to grind through every day and day out. But it's going really good. Um, still healthy. That's like the main point: staying healthy and learning and learning every day. So it's going pretty well for me. You got it. Go ahead, dude. Oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> uh, yeah, camp's going well. Um, like Hunter said, um, kind of trying to absorb as much as we can. Wall to wall ball right now, so um, you know it's. Flying at you fast, frequently, and there's always new stuff. But I think the main part is guys are really uh, pushing each other, um, competing really well, and we're having a lot of fun. Um, we're going back and forth and um, just making each other better every day, which is what camp's about. So it's, uh, it's been really good so far. Yeah, for sure. Just like Hunter said, this is my fourth fall camp, even though I'm a redshirt sophomore. So just coming in more like – I feel more like a veteran. So just – teaching the young guys the plays, you know, just helping everybody. And also the offense just getting more chemistry because there's some people we didn't have in spring ball, so just getting them mixed in and getting chemistry with the quarterbacks and just it's always going to be a grind just up there all day, not much sleep, just meetings, lifts, uh, practices. But, you know, as just doing fall camp over and over, you just know what to expect in the grind, so you just got to get through it. Um, because now, now all you all have, have been through multiple fall camps. So as Danny just described, it's literally like you eat, sleep, live football. Uh so what what is what's what's the hardest part of fall camp? Um I guess I'll go first because I mean it's really uh I mean honestly for me it's just being able to push myself hard every single day, but not like because it's more like I, I feel like I've always struggled with, like, you know, keeping my body healthy and make sure, like, I'm hydrated and stuff like that. So, it's really the hardest part of me is, like, being able to be locked in off the field and what we have to do off the field to be prepared day in, day out, more or less not on the field. Like, when I'm on the field and I'm in the meetings, you know, you have your teammates to help you, look uh, like, to do the right thing and to make sure they're like you're pushing water and stuff like that. But when you're off the field, you're by yourself. So, it's more like, I think it's the hardest thing for me is being when I'm off the field, making sure I'm taking care of my body, you know, get eight hours of rest, drinking water, and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think for me right now, I mean, my fifth fall camp, um, which is crazy to say, it feels like just yesterday it was my first one. But um, I think it's kind of the monotony of it all. Um, you wake up, you do the same thing, you eat at the same time every day, you meet at the same time every day. Um, so it's kind of just the like groundhog day uh, on repeat. So, um, you know, what, what Hunter said is a great point. Um, it's easy to do that stuff when you're around your teammates and 
it's just kind of second nature when you're at home um, for the short time that you are home uh, doing the extra stuff to uh, keep your body right. So whether that's rolling out, um, drinking, you know, enough electrolytes, water, um, getting your sleep. Um, those things are really important that I think are often overlooked in which um, a lot of guys um, can struggle with. So that's definitely a big part of uh, the, the grind right now. I think the thing about fall camp is the best ability is availability. And as you're getting older, it's just a lot of nagging injuries through fall camp. Maybe just uh, spraying ankles or jamming your finger or just drain somewhere or sore quads, hamstrings. Just keep, like, as you get older, you're going to take care of your body and just what you're eating, what you're drinking. Always staying in the uh, training room, getting treatment, even when you feel like the slightest hurt somewhere. So probably just the nagging injuries and then sleep, of course. So that's probably the hardest stuff about fall camp. Um, and I, I pose this question to to both Lane and Hunter just because they were there last year. Is year two now under head coach Doral? What like what what has been some of the biggest differences that you noticed or seen from from last year's fall camp to this year's fall camp? Um, the biggest difference I see is uh, you now I feel like we're doing a lot more bonding stuff as far as like he tries to he's always done a good job with this. As far as us, you know, he knows that we grind day in, day out, hour after hour, but football, 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 football. You know, he's more – he's putting in the time where we're just by ourselves and it's not necessary football. You know, we're just creating a better team uh, team chemistry and stuff like that. So I'd say the biggest difference is just more time um, away from the football. Yes, we're still in the facility. Yes, we're still around the same people. But, you know, we're not just watching film, practicing, working out. You know, we're doing fun things, having like these little game shows. The first meeting of the day is our day out. I mean, it's just stuff like that that he's been doing and the coach staff has done a really good job as getting us together more as a chemistry, as a team, as a family. Did I, did I cut out? Did I? A little bit. Yeah, okay. your little screen went off, but you're back on. All right. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but um, I heard the back half of Hunters, but um, I think being on the off- offensive side of the ball, um, being in the meeting room with him every day, it's, uh, I think intensity has really ramped up, um, you know, being in a new system, a new offense that first year, um, you know, it's a lot of getting the basics down. Um, and right now we're really expanding upon the basics. We're adding new things. Um, so the intensity is really picked up. And then like Hunter said, um, we've, we've added stuff like dinner with Doral every night. Um, and then, you know, the other night we had um, pizza catered in and guys brought up their PlayStation stuff and just were able to hang out, um, relax. So um, Hunter brought up a great point of just um, enjoying yourself outside of football um, and having that time to really get to know your teammates, your coaches, um, just stuff like that. So um, I think that's one of the biggest things from fall camp last year to this year. Uh, and we, we we talk about chemistry, and and so I uh, I focus this question towards towards Danny and Lane because obviously Lane as a center you have to have relationship with your quarterback. Same thing at playing receiver, you kind of have to know your quarterback as well. Obviously Steph is back, but then you add in Missouri Southern grad transfer Dawson Earl. So I pose the question to both Lane and Danny: How has that going and been kind of learning? Dawson learning his play style, learning what he likes and don't like, and and what 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 kind of player 
um, can UCO fans ex expect to see out of, out of Dawson? You can go ahead, Danny. All right, yeah. Uh, everybody knows Steph is definitely a, more of a dual threat guy. He can run the ball. He's a real big guy, so he's hard to take down. And Dawson, he has a good arm. They can both throw it real far. So we have faith in both those guys. Whatever quarterbacks out there, we have faith we can be an elite offense. So just mixing both quarterbacks with the receivers, not making sure Steph throw at every single receiver. Dawson get to throw at all the receivers. So whoever starts or whoever is in the game, we feel comfortable with them. I think the coaches did a real good job switching the receivers out with the ones and twos just so everybody gets time with both quarterbacks. So I think we'll be definitely straight with both quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, um, I think a big part of kind of our success in the spring was um, bringing Dawson in. I mean, he's he brings another facet to the game. He's really smart. Um, he's got a pretty – he's got a really good command um, of the offense and a really good feel. Um, like Danny said, both both quarterbacks can really sling it. Um, Dawson can probably surprise some people with his legs sometimes. But, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, Dawson's just a competitor. Uh, and the weight room on the field, just everything. And more than anything, he's a great teammate. Um, he came in, bought into the bought into the culture and the program, and he's really um, taken a step forward um, with all the things that um, Coach Doyle and the staff has um, kind of instilled in us since they've gotten here. So, you know, for Dawson, I think you'll see a competitor, a great teammate, and just a guy that loves the game of football um, when he's out there on the field. So, And to add on that, I think, just bringing Dawson in has really just made Steph have someone to push him. And you can just see the fire in Steph's eyes knowing that, like, he's going to have to compete every day because Dawson's going to come try to take the spot. And I think another good thing about two quarterbacks is just in case anybody has an injury or something crazy happens, like, we have we have so much faith in whoever the second string is going to be that there's no, there's no like, we just going to be able to be anybody with either quarterback, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad that you mentioned that because just looking at, at the roster, I, the, the team does seem a lot more deeper and a lot more talented this year. So now having that the, all that all that talent, like how is it how is it pushing you all to make sure that you bring your A game every day? Um, it's definitely it's definitely a good thing. I mean, pressure makes diamonds. I mean, ever since I've gotten here, I've been pushed. Uh, I mean, I, I know because I'm a second string right now. I've started the past two years. And then um, actually my roommate, my best friend Zane, is actually the starting nose guard right now with me. Um, it, things happen, you know, we we meet him both played the spring as nose and uh, because we brought in talent at Zane's position. And we thought we were deep in different position, bringing me in Zane. We both have you know, a lot of reps like that playing on D-line, on playing on Saturdays. And so uh, he had a more productive spring to me. But all it does is just – all it does is makes you drive to be a better player. I mean, because I know – Danny knows that if he don't have a good practice, then I'm going to be the starter the next day. And I know that if I'm starting or whatever, if I have, if I have a good practice, push myself every day and every snap, doing every rep with full intent, then I'm not going to start. I mean, it's really – it's really something that keeps in the back of your mind that you know – like when you get when you get those doubts, like I'm tired, my my knee hurts, I'm like I'm I'm hurting. Well, you know, most time your second, third string, they're not gonna hurt, or the other guys you're battling. So you gotta push, you gotta push yourself if you want that starting spot, you want that playing time. Yeah, I mean, I think um, 
in a lot of positions we've um, kind of beefed up every room uh, to be honest um, and like Hunter said you know that that push from behind and or in front um, you know it's it's a big thing and especially here in camp because we talked about it um, yesterday in our scrimmages you know we only have two scrimmages in camp and that's that's full go full live like that's really your chance to kind of show out and show what you have. So um, the opportunities, although they seem like they're never ending and like, you know, camp seems like a drag, you know, they start to dwindle. Um, And especially now that we're going into week two of camp, um, you know, it's in the moment, it feels like it's dragging, but now looking back, it's like, dang, I can't believe we started a week ago. So the, uh, the competition has just really brought everyone around and it just brings a different fire. Um, when guys are um, not only competing um, against, you know, the other side of the ball, but they're competing within their position group. That just lets you know that on Saturdays, the best possible player is going to be in there. And it also reassures you that, you know, like in Hunter's um, you know, scenario right now, like there's not going to be a drop off you guys, which I think is really great because I think to be able to go deep and to win games and win championships, you have to be able to have good backups, good starters. You need to have no fall off. And I think that's something that um, we've kind of struggled with in the past is like, you know, whether it's an injury or whatever it is, like we've had a, a drop off. And I feel like this year there's no real drop off. Like a three could dang near be the one. <laughs> like that's just how deep and how competitive we are this year. So, um, it's, it's a great thing to have and it's a great issue to have, um, honestly. So that's, uh, that's my kind of take on the, uh, the deepness and, uh, whatnot of the rooms this year. So. Yeah. I'm, I kind of disagree with Lane. He said it best. I mean, receivers, we three deep at all X, Z, Y, all the position H. So, I mean, we can all go out there and compete with the first ring, whoever's in that day. It's not a surprise. You see anybody out there with the ones, it's not a surprise because we all be making plays in practice. Uh, and I, I want to because I want to I want to pose this to Lane because Lane's this is this is this is his sixth sixth year. I, I don't remember and and feel feel free to correct me here if I'm wrong. I don't remember a team in my time covering where I can look at the roster and not only see talent but see like proven experience. Like there's guys that have played a lot of football which I feel like kind of gets overlooked here. And I look at every spot and I'm like, man, I feel confident. If he's out there, he's out there, he's out there. Like how big of a morale and, and confidence boost is that to you all knowing that like there is very little drop off. So if injuries happen, if something happens, like you know that you're still in position to achieve the goals you all want to achieve this season. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think it's a huge morale booster, and it's something that, you know, just being on the offensive side of the ball, the best teams that I've played against in my time here at UCO throughout the years, they were deep. You know, there's nothing worse than going out there on a Saturday and being like, okay, it doesn't matter if starter's in or the backup's in or the backup backup's in, all three of them are good. Like I think, like I said, I think that carries a team a long ways, um, and it not only helps um, push everyone, but it's just like you said, it's a morale booster. It's something that you can look around and be confident because 
last year we had a lot of freshmen play and a lot of freshmen get a lot of good reps um, and game time reps. And so now with them coming back, having a year under their belt and then bringing in, you know, established guys that have played college football, you've got at any position guys have played collegiate football. So like you said, it's, you look up and down the roster, it's like, okay, the experience speaks for itself. And whether you, whether or not you agree, I mean, on Saturdays, experience does have a lot to play with it. You know, I, I, we've all been in games, tight games, blowout games, anything that you can imagine. And just having that type of experience about overcoming adversity or keeping your foot on the pedal, that plays a huge part into it as not only as a player, but as a team. Um, and I think we've done a really good job in the spring, or I mean, going all the way back to the winter, to the spring, to the summer, and now here in camp, we've been through a lot together and had a lot of experience. So I think it's going to be a huge morale booster, and I think it's going to play in our favor in a lot of games this year. Yeah, I think Coach Doro, he took – he's in his year two, and I think he took, uh, like, more of a win-now approach with the way he recruited because he brought in maybe uh, – he brought in a lot of JUCO transfers at every position. He he brought in a lot of people that are expected to come and get playing time now. He brought in D1 bounce backs at almost every position. We have a lot of those, too. So he, he brought in a lot of freshmen, too. So we have, like, a lot, uh, basically half a new team. So, I mean – it's real deep with a lot of players that are expected to come and try to play now being we brought in a lot of players that already came here and like juniors and stuff like that. So. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, being this deep, especially the D line unit where we have, I mean, we brought in every bit of, I think five or five transfer or four, four or five transfers and uh, three freshmen. So, I mean, the battle with, I mean, just bringing new guys in, transfers like that, it's a good thing. You're bringing in talent. You're bringing in guys who have experience, like Lane said. And then uh, you also, people, I feel like a lot of people don't see, like, you know, the chemistry of, like, a unit or as a team. You know, when you bring in transfers, you know, you got to, they got to bond. Like, they can be good players. They can be good players, but if they don't bond with the team or with the unit, then it kind of, you know, shows, like, on the field productivity, if I can talk. Um but I feel like this group of the transfers and the freshmen we got in, uh, D-line's tired than we've ever been. Um, I feel really good about that. And us just having this talent and pushing each other on the field and knowing that each one of us are all coming. We only have three D-line starting spots. There's three three D-line on the field at time. And we're all competing for those three spots. But us being able to do that and know we're all going for each other's spots, but we still, we still spend time with each other outside football, outside fall camp. We still have that bond. And so like that, that helps us, you know, throughout the fall camp and throughout the whole season. And and that was going to be my my next my next question because I know Coach Doral mentioned at media day. I think you said the team's like fifty two percent new. So I, I was going to ask, and I know Hunter kind of touched on it here, but the chemistry aspect, like you can be a supremely talented ball club, but have no chemistry and not perform near anywhere near the standards. So from a chemistry standpoint. How are you all feeling about that? I, I know Hunter pressed on the on the on the line, on the D line. Um, Danny Lane, like, how is the chemistry going in your position? I think the receivers we one of the closest position groups on the team. I mean, we all get along. We we joke and we know when it's time to get serious. You know, we 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 know how to have the deep serious 
conversations when we maybe had a bad practice. We, we don't have just one big leader. We all kind of lead as a group. And we all know, everybody knows their role in the receiver room, maybe, like, whatever it is. So I think it's just a sense of having a lot of young guys mixed with tiny uh, veterans and then a lot of uh, upperclassmen guys, too. And, you know, we just get along. You know, we do a lot of work outside of practice and stuff. And we love to hang out and just crack jokes. So chemistry real good. Yeah, I mean, uh, so far on the O-line group, I mean, brought in um, three or four freshmen, and then we brought in a mid-year transfer, um, and they've all really fit well into our group, and I think that's one of the hardest things, not only seeing new people come in your position group, but being a new guy in the position group is, like, how am I going to fit in? Um, and I feel like, you know, I'm speaking on those guys' behalves, but from what I see, like, they're having a great time. They're enjoying themselves, and that's the biggest thing. Um, coming here as a new guy, whether you're a transfer or a freshman, um, it's 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 really hard. You're away from your family for the first time, or you're really far from home if you're a transfer. Um, so the the chemistry in the O line room has really um, came together, and guys are just really um, investing in each other. And that's a big thing we talked about in spring and in the summer was investing in these young guys because I remember when you know believe it or not I was a freshman once and that was uh 20 years ago yeah exactly (laughs) you know I look back and I'm like man I'm thankful that you know Nick George Tyler Stillwell Ben Ralston like you know those guys they invested in me and it really ended up paying off in the long run so um, that's what we're trying to do um being an being an old head on the team and in this position group is just um you know, invest in these guys and show them that uh, we care about them and that we see a lot of potential in them. So, um, and and all all three of you, all three of you all's position groups, uh, I, it's 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 interesting because for first, I want to start with Hunter. I look at the D line. Clearly, we know what was lost to graduation, um, and we know what the talent is returning. And then, like you mentioned before, there's now four or five transfers in there. That that are also extremely talented. What what kind of can can UCO fans kind of expect to see out of the defensive line? Because I, I personally don't envision much drop off just because you all were deep last year, and I feel like you've gotten deeper so far. So, kind of what can they expect out of the defensive line? Uh, we we brought in a lot of talent. Uh, we got a lot of return talent. I mean, a lot of our guys. Well, almost every. Guy in the room has played on Saturdays. They're very, I mean, they're very have a lot of experience when it comes to playing on games on Saturday. There's a difference between playing on Friday nights and Saturdays. Um, I expect a lot of good things. I mean, you can always expect. I mean, we can talk about the stats and all the stuff we expect. I expect us to rush the passer. I expect us to have great stats, and I expect us to be one of the best units on the team and in the conference. Um, but what I do know for a fact is we will always be the one of the most hardworking units we're going to be there. So I'll make sure of that. And so will Coach Sanders. Um, we're always going to work hard. We're always going to be there for our team. And I don't think we're ever shy down from any O-line in this conference. Um, I don't – I'm really confident with who we brought in as transfers. I'm really confident the guys we brought back. Uh, we did lose uh, a couple of really important seniors last year. Um, and I hope they're doing well. I mean, I still talk to them. But, yeah, they're doing well. Uh, but. I mean, I expect great things. 
I mean, I've, I've been a part of a lot of different units like that, and I'm really enjoying the time spent with my guys and the time we're spending on the field. So I expect a lot of good things. Um, and, and then I want to pivot to Lane because the offensive line la last year, I, I know it started slow for you all as a, as a unit. I mean, it started, kind of started slow for the whole team. As the season progressed, though, I felt like you guys were getting better and better. Um, I, I that was I, I know that still kind of was a question mark. You all returned everybody of note from last year. So, kind of, what can UCL fans expect out the offensive line? Like, can can they now expect a line similar to what there was in twenty nineteen, um, where you had the Tyler Stillwells and the Nick Georges of the world? Uh, like, is it? Would you say that it's closer to that now? Then maybe it has been the past couple of seasons. Yeah, for sure. I think kind of touching on what I said earlier is having our second season in this uh, in this system, um, it only grows confidence. And I think last year we kind of hit our stride after you know the first three or four games because, like I said, um, being comfortable in the system and just um, knowing what to do. So um, I think fans and everyone that's watching can expect for the O line to be. Um, you know, a physical group, a smart group, and that's a group that people can depend on. Um, Coach Doyle says it all the time. There's five of us on the field at all times, no matter what. So we are the majority on the offense. So we got to lead um, not only by example, but with words and physicality and set the tone. So that's what we've been really trying to uh, improve upon in the spring and the summer and so far in camp is just set the tone, play with physicality and you know what I tell my guys all the time: physicality fixes a lot of problems, you know, but being soft doesn't fix any, and it makes it ten times worse. So that's really the big thing we're trying to hone on and hone on in this year, and uh, just kind of um, grow in that aspect. So, uh, and then I, I go to I go to Danny because Danny Danny has an interesting view of this because. He wasn't here last year when there there kind of was a a let's say a lack of, of playmaking out wide. You come in, uh, Darius comes in, Tariq comes in, Christian comes in. It's almost a whole new room. You got uh, TD who I left out the comment here. I appreciate you him for, him for coming in. Um, but that's a whole new unit. It's like it's night and day in terms of explosiveness. Uh, in in terms of what each person brings to the table, so what kind of is is that unit looking like, and what 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 can UCO fans expect to see out of that wide receiver? Yeah, I think the biggest thing they can expect from our unit is a lot of big plays, and the way Coach Dora runs the offense, it's a lot of running the ball, run the ball, and then play action, deep shot, and all a lot of our receivers we know. We might not get a lot of targets, but when we do get a target, it's going to be a big play. It's going to be a goal line fade. It's going to be a deep post. It's going to be a go. It's going to be something that takes the top off the defense. So a lot of the uh, receivers Coach Curly brought in are people that can make a lot of uh, deep plays, deep threats. We, most of the receiver core has shown in practice that we can all make the big play. You know, you know, uh, Darius Melton, he's going to make a bunch of big plays. TD is very consistent, you know. Jake Delso, he's going to make some crazy catches. You know, Romero, he began past the safeties and corners. So, yeah, just a lot of the people he brought in. You know, Tariq, he's been out, but he's a lot that's going to compete. And, you know, 
all of us, we just be making a lot of big plays in practice and we just try to uh, go out there and give a spark for the offense. Um, now, we know in 17 days, the season starts. Very big game against very good Kearney team. I, I, because both Lane and Hunter now have been here. This, this, the slow starts have kind of hampered things um, pretty much my entire time covering dated back to 2017. Uh, in some cases, it's probably caused the Edlock playoff bid. So I pose the question to the three of y'all. With, with this probably being the most talented experienced team from top to bottom in probably quite some time you I could I would arguably say at least the last four or five years. How can you all get off to a fast start this year um in order to set you all up for that late season and hopefully postseason success? I think it I think a lot of it just comes from practice um and establishing those good habits. Um I think last year Obviously, with the uh, first game of the year not going the way we wanted, I think it humbled us um, not only as an offense or a defense, but as a team and the whole. Um, but I think we've we've talked a lot about it, um, and we just had a team meeting um, yesterday about our um, team goals for this year. And starting fast was one of the team goals. And I think in the games that we, we won – games that we competed really well we started fast so um, just practicing those good habits um, being great on offense as a first down on first downs um, things like that um, just really help correlate to starting fast and I think especially this year I mean it's a Thursday night home opener um, I, I mean it, that's gonna take care of it I mean in, in itself as far as like energy goes and things like that so um, I think as long as we can keep doing that in practice um, and keep building and stacking days, that'll lead to a good confidence on both sides of the ball to where we're not overly cocky, but we know what's about to happen. So I think that will help um, with the, the issue of in the past of, you know, not starting fast and just kind of waiting for someone to strike, throw the first punch. Like we've kind of taken the mentality that we're going to be the ones to throw the first punch this year. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, I mean, kind of hitting off what Lane said, I've been taking it day by day. I mean, I feel like we've really enforced the fact, you know, we're going to take stuff. We're going to worry about week one and during week one. We're not looking at week two, week three, week four, whatever. We're going to worry about what we have to do that day and that week to accomplish the goal of winning that game. Um, I feel like in the past, you know, we've kind of looked for like, look to week two and stuff like that before we handled week one. Um, and also it goes back to just having – knowing that we have the confidence and the willpower to, you know, we can we can compete with any team in this conference. And so um, just knowing that and, like, towing the line of cocky and confident and going in there and knowing that, you know, we have the talent, we have the capability, the coaching, the players to do anything that we need to do to win the game. Um, so it just goes back to, you know, taking day by day, stacking days, getting better every single day until uh, currently week one. Danny, you can have any um, thoughts on that? What was the question? Um, about uh, how how can you all start fast this this season? Uh, I think just going out there and playing confident right out the gate will be a big way uh, to start fast. You know, this is a new season, a lot of new players, so it's just having the mentality that we can go out there and just score right out the gates, being confident, going out there and being aggressive, pushing the, pushing the ball down the field, be 
physical on the run game and everything. We should be fine on that part. Uh, and, and then, Danny, I, I wanted to ask you because you, you, you go up against these guys every day in practice, which is the secondary. Uh, I know at times last year, I, it, it, was, it, it, was, it was a criticized unit. I, I'm looking this year, and it's a, it's a lot more experience. It's, it's really deep. What have you seen from that secondary kind of going up against them every day that should give UCO fans confidence about that unit? I think the, the DBs, they play with a lot of confidence. And I think confidence is key a lot of the time in football. They're going to compete. They're going to be aggressive. They they try to make a lot of turnovers. I'm talking about after you catch the ball, everybody comes, try to punch it out. There's a lot of more interceptions, uh, trying, to, trying to intercept the ball. You know, they're just going to compete real hard. They play a lot more aggressive, a lot of press man, you know, being physical, trying to make plays on the ball. And I think that's one of the most impressive things out there. And a lot of the young freshmen, you're going to be surprised, but a lot of the young freshmen are going to have a chance to play a role too. So you got to watch out for them too. They they impressed me for sure. Uh, and I, I pose this question to the three up here, y'all. Like who – who are some names that maybe UCL fans aren't really thinking about, not in the forefront of their of their of their mind, that might kind of surprise people this upcoming season? I mean, offensively, um, Trayvon Wolfork's a big one. Uh, the running back, he's um, he showed a lot. He's grown a lot since he's gotten here. So I think he's a name that a lot of people obviously won't. No, but after the first game, they'll know a lot. Um, I mean, like Danny said earlier, I mean, from top to bottom in that receiver, um, I think any given week, you know, if, you know, week one, Danny goes off for 200 yards, you know, maybe week two, they're like, all right, this Danny guy, we need to really show him some attention. And it's a guy like Darius that'll go out and he'll give you 200. I think it's any given week, any of those guys uh, in that receiver room can really uh, make a name and a statement for themselves. Um, Cameron Bradford, he's a big one on the offensive line. You know, he's he's a mauler. And he plays with a lot of energy and excitement, and uh, that's something that people will see um, right off the bat. So, offensively, those are some kind of new names that um, I think a lot of guys are um, excited to uh, hear about and see about and just watch. So, uh, oh. <laughs> I know, uh, I mean, as far as D-line, you know, uh, some of the transfers, uh, Reed Lindsey, uh, transfer from OU, he's going to be a very powerful force up front. Um, he's actually running with the ones right now. Uh, he's going to be a very good in the run game, pass game. You know, he's a dual threat as far as uh, being an uh, all-around defensive lineman. Um, real big body. Uh, another one is Zachary Stilwell. I mean, we, he's been here for a couple of years, or a couple of years. He redshirted last year. Um, he is running with the twos right now. Uh, also, we all know his older brother was an O-lineman here. That was also really good. Um, but then them two, they're going to be I mean, they're going to be spotlight players. I mean, you're going to hear their name called. You're going to see them making them TFLs, a sacks like that. Um, they're going to be good players. So that's probably my two uh, defense linemen that uh, fans should will fans will get to know. Danny, oh, did he freeze up? Came out of pros. Oh, there we go. All right, Danny, you you got um any 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 names that UCO fans are kind of 
people to look out for? Besides yourself, obviously. I know you're going to say yourself. So. <laughs> <laughs> Besides myself, yeah. But a freshman to look out for is Cam Manahan. He's a, a freshman cornerback from West Texas. He has a chance to be a four-year starter. I'm talking about besides besides Monte, he gave me the most trouble out of all the DBs. Like that kid, he has a bright future. He has a chance to be a four-year starter on the offense. I say Heyman Bradford. That's my guy, but real real talk, he has a chance to be all American all conference here. He gonna stand out before the first snap. Just looking at him. He gonna be aggressive, physical, nasty, pancakes. I'm talking about everything. And then receivers, probably besides me, is definitely Darius Melton. He's he can do it all. We give him on jet sweeps, we give him bubble screens, everything, kick return, punt return. You know, besides me, he out there catching deep balls. I mean, he's gonna be a guy that's you definitely gonna notice. So probably them three for sure. And 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 I know you all scribbled yesterday, so how did that go? Uh it went pretty good. Uh, defense had a good day. Uh, we really f- uh, flew around, and it's a really our first chance to see how we, with all these new faces, you know, it's it's really our first chance to see how the chemistry works at a, at a live speed. So I think it went real well for defense. Um, D line played real good. Uh, I now we we played real well, but we also had some mess ups, you know. And it's good. I mean, first scrimmage is going to happen. We have to have stuff to learn off of and get better. Um, it was a great learning experience as a team. A good, good opportunity for us to all to play against each other and, and make the offense better, and vice versa. Um, all around, it was a good scrimmage. I mean, I thought it was it was handled well, and it was all in all a good day. You got it, man. Sorry, I cut out again. What was the question? <laughs> no, you're good. I, I, I was just, I was just asking uh, how this, how the scrimmage yesterday. Was. Yeah, um, I mean, I think it's kind of a tale of two tales. Um, I think for the first time in camp, offensively, we hit a pretty big lull. Um, you know, just speaking for my group, um, we did not have a great day, but I think it's something that we needed. Um, you know, we've, we've stacked good days um, offensively, and especially on the offensive line, we've gotten better each and every day. Um, so, you know, it, it wasn't exactly what we wanted, but I think it's good for guys to <clears> – <throat> feel the flip side of things um, and hopefully it just shows a lot about our group that even though Sunday didn't necessarily go how we wanted tomorrow when we start back in practice like um, guys take it more seriously and guys really take the coaching and the film and you know what we messed up on they take that and apply it to practice so um, like I said just kind of a tale two tales and um, something that we definitely uh, are going to bounce back from and uh, you know start putting stacking days, uh, good days together again. Yeah, I don't think things went according to plan or perfect, but I think it's something we need as an offense, and I think the effort was definitely there, so we don't have to worry about that. I think it's just more being more consistent all around, all position groups, and just executing better, but the effort's definitely there. And I think because it was an open scrimmage, maybe Coach Dora wasn't trying to do all these like crazy plays. We kept it kind of simple, but the defense definitely did their job. They did very good. They look ready to go. And, you know, offense, next time we get our chance, we definitely gonna be we're gonna be ready for that. Um now I know I know last year around this time, I think you all were picked ninth, I believe, in the conference. I remember talking to Dalton with you. He took that very personally. That was that was the most like mad I've ever seen Dante before in my life. 
Um, I don't remember offhand what you all were picked this year. I do know when I saw that tweet, Danny had commented underneath that tweet was not. <laughs> had to, had to. So I got to ask, like, how much more fuel is that adding to the fire? Like, here you all were last year. You beat Northwest Missouri wire to wire. You competed with the best teams. You surprised just by your preseason standing. You overachieved. This is a significantly better ball club. So, like, how much more feel is that add to the fact that, like, even though you all that's been proven, that they're still doubting you? These other teams, they just don't know what's coming for them. They just, they just don't know. And, like, the fact that I was here last year, this team beat Northwest and competed with Emporia, beat Emporia, and a lot of these top teams, it's just scary. It's just very scary for what this team is capable now because we're deeper. We brought in a bunch of transfers that can come and play right away. You know, there's guys that was here that's still starting that transfers just going to push. You know, Coach Doro, he's, he feels more comfortable. He's going to open up the playbook. We're going to take some more deep shots. We're going to pass it more. It's just – it's going to be a scary – It's going we're going to catch a lot of people by surprise. But I promise you, our team, we're not going to be surprised with the, the way the season goes. We're not. Um, I definitely add some – I mean, fire to as far as playing. It's definitely a drive day in, day out to know um, people do doubt us. But at the end of the day, I mean, there's always going to be doubters. It's, I mean, it's how it works. That's how life goes. Not everyone sees succeed. Um, it doesn't really like I mean, I'll, I'll look at it and yeah, it does make me mad like that. But at the end of the day, it does not bug me. I'm gonna do my thing every single day and help my unit and push my teammates. Well, without a doubt, whatever happens, what's said. Um, I just know I'm confident in what our team does every Saturday. I'm confident in our team. So stuff like that, that doesn't it doesn't really affect me. Um, I I enjoy doing this. This is by far my most confident year here. Um, I feel like I'm playing good. Team's playing good. Chemistry's real well. Um, my, there's there's no ceiling what we can accomplish. So yeah, I mean, extra fire is extra fire. It's just fuel. So yeah, I mean, I think um, they definitely um, it, it lights a fire under a lot of guys. But I think the biggest thing is we're excited. Um, you know, like you know, being picked fifth, and uh, you know, the media and by the coaches, or you know, whatever it is. Um, it just allows us room, you know, like um, we're not exactly expected to go out there and be, you know, the top dog and whatever, but that's, you know, just how we like it. Like last year, how we beat, you know, Emporia State who ended up going on, I think they lost, you know, one game after us. So, I mean, they went on a roll. Um, so, I mean, just beating a team like that, beating a team like Northwest um, <clears throat> shows that we, we've, have that capability but it's just um something that we don't put a whole lot of extra pressure on ourselves just because we're ranked fifth um like hunter said the ball's going to take care of itself um, and i think that's something that we're really um focused on this year is just being want to know every day and you know what i told some of the guys when they talked about it is like you know what you know that's fine let all those other teams be preseason ranked one, all that stuff. But, you know, what really matters to me is that postseason ranking number one. Um, you know, after week 11, being number one and um, having a chance to go play in the playoffs, which we haven't done in a long time. So um, I think it, it's just uh, a little extra added to uh, the drive that we already have. So, 
Um, and and I my my my, my final like, like serious question is, and I hate to bring up the paper memory to, to both Lane and and Hunter here, but pitch state we saw we we saw we, we saw we saw it look like on the sideline and we saw them on the field and and I, I was like there's a difference that we were if 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 Pitt state was here we were i felt like here last year do we now knowing given the transfers given another offseason in the weight room and the system uh understanding each other more now do we feel as if now we are either close or on that level to where we can go out there and and know that like we can beat these guys if we play the way we know how to play. Because I look at Northwest and I felt like you all were going to win that game. I, I felt like you all were the better team going into that game and and it showed. But we know Pitt State kind of is the gold standard in the conference. So do we feel like you're at that level now? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've came a long way uh, from last year and stuff like that. And weight room, transfers, more talent, better chemistry and stuff like that. Um, I know we will always have a chance to compete. We can be any team in this conference. Uh, I feel like we're on that level to be, a, I mean, a, a really gold standard team. Um, we just got to keep worrying about the day we're on and the week we're in and stuff like that. I think that for us to – to run the table and, and do what we got to do week in and week out. We just got to lock in on the day that we're doing and attack day every single day and stack days. Um, I feel like we, like in the past, we've looked, uh, you know, a couple weeks, oh, we have you no know, Northwest week three or we have stuff like that. And we've really put a, a focus on, you know, turning and stacking days stuff like that. So I really do feel like we have a chance uh, to do good things this year. And I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, a big part of, I think, what we built this year um, or so far this year is um, gives a lot of credit to Coach K. Um, this is by far my hardest offseason, not only physically but mentally, um, just pushing each other and, you know, trying to get guys to think of things in different ways, different points of view. So I think we came together really well in the spring, added some guys, you know, after the Spring and whatnot. I think this summer we were able to really find out a lot about each other and about the team that we're going to have. And Coach K talks about it all the time about you know we're gonna, we're not just going to win the big games. We're not going to go and win majority of the games. We're going to run the whole table. So um, I think that we have that chance to go and prove that. But like I just said, like we have to prove that. Um, we have to go out there and you know last year um, playing on the road was something we really struggled with. So the fact that or what's going to make it even more sweeter is that when we play and compete well and beat these, it won't even be at home. It'll be away, you know, on their own home turf where it's like, you know, that that'll be the really I, I feel like the, the big turning point for us as a football team is being able to compete not only um, week in, week out, but at home, away in the Walmart parking lot, wherever it's at, like we're going to go out there and we're going to and we're going to play the brand of football we know how to play so then i don't know if you want to you want to add anything to that i'm not i know you weren't here last year but no okay um <laughs> <laughs> now um now i, I, I want to push this to name because i know you and steph were up there for media day uh last month yeah uh, last month 
what was that what was that uh ex- experience like for you it was awesome i was really um <clears throat> i was really proud to uh <clears throat> for coach Doyle to ask me to me and Steph to go and represent the football team. Um, it was a lot of fun. I think the best part of it all was just being able to connect with those guys. You know, it was me, Steph, Coach Doral, and Chris Brannick. And we, you know, on the car ride up there, we were just telling stories. We went out to dinner, just telling stories, just kind of, um, you know, it wasn't all about football. So I think that was the best part of it all was just um, those genuine interactions, getting to know Coach Doral more. Um, I mean, he's just a character. He's got story after story, and um, he's just a guy that you can listen to him talk all day. So that was probably my favorite part. Um, it was cool to be um, in that um, environment with all the other players, with guys that I've played against for you know going on my fifth year now. So I'm um, just kind of talking to them, getting the insight here and there, talking to some of the head coaches, and uh, just really uh, getting to see what the you know, the, the MIAA is really about, so. I'm thinking of that, like, you, Peyton, Marlo, Dylan, you all been here for a long time, so, and I know you touched on this a minute, like, a, a while ago, but, like, you playing with Tyler Stillwell, and now you're playing with his brother, like, is that just a more of a, like, I, I, I've been here for a long time moment? Like, this, like does, it, does that, like, <laughs> I can't ask <laughs> It's not as if it's like, okay, Tyler finished, and then the next year Zach was here. No, there's kind of a gap here. So, like, does it ever get, man, I've been here for a long time. Yeah, you want to know when it really hit me? When Zach became my roommate. That's when it really hit me. (laughs) Oh, I forgot about roommates. I forgot all about that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's awesome. Um, Not very many people can say that they've played with two sets of brothers. Which I have. I've played with uh, Tyler and Zach, and I've played with uh, Alex Quavedo and, yeah, Nikki Quavedo. So, um, yeah, it's something that I never thought, I never thought, honestly, at this point would come, but uh, I'm grateful for it. Um, I'm, I'm glad that um, I'm still here and still with this team. And, you know, it was a big part of me coming back was last year. and you know, having a positive season, having the first winning season of 2019, um, you know, it's that, that and the guys, you know, I just couldn't, I couldn't give it up yet. So, um, although yes, I am old. I do understand that. Um, I'm grateful for it and, uh, I appreciate it and I appreciate these guys and, um, you know, they're, they are, um, some of the best people I've ever met. So. Oh, thanks man. Of course. What year did you what year did you come here again? Sorry. I'm just Okay. You, okay, so you're acting like I'm old even though I'm a year older than you. You got here the year after. So so you're still older and you're still older. So I got wait, wait, Hunter. So you have what, two years after this year? I have year? this season and next season. So I have two more seasons. So yeah, so you you'll be a so, fifth year too? Yeah, I'll be a fifth year. Yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there yet. You're not there yet. That's true. You're not there yet. That's I feel true. like, though, like as far as, um, <laughs> I mean, D line wise, you know, all of our old guys left. I mean, the only the only senior we have in our uh, group is uh, Mike Pope, and yeah. Mike Pope transferred here my first year, so he's only so it's like we're me, him, and Zane are like the old guys. 
And it's just kind of like, man, that's a little weird because like a year or two ago, you know, I was a pup and just yeah. here during COVID year. And that was just kind of weird. But yeah, getting old is not fun. My body hurts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was, I was, I was about to ask that because I saw her over there laughing at people. So I'm like, "Not far off being an old head himself." And now we're thinking about it. So like, <laughs> I don't know. And 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 even even Danny from a, from a, from a standpoint, like I get the fact that he's a sophomore, but this is what like your because you were redshirted. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> like, we can't even say he's really. He's he's a spring chicken himself. <laughs> yeah. It's just so funny to me because some like these younger guys come to fall camp and they're like you know eighteen you know and they're, oh man my body's hurt like, well you know yeah that's my fourth year I've been through partially torn pack a shoulder a shoulder surgery all kinds of things like it, it just wait give it a little while give it a little while now now when you tell them that though like does that change their opinion then or or are they are, are they still think like you're blowing it completely out of proportion or that won't be oh, them like oh. yeah they're just they're no they're stubborn like I was when I first got here and I was like no y'all are just being babies about it like y'all are not hurting I, mean, I thought I hurt when I came out of high school like I, I thought I did until now which I mean it really it's kind of a good thing your body's telling you what you need you know you, you need to hydrate you need to take care of your body Cold tub. The freshman D linemen hate getting in cold tub. I make them get into it every day. They don't like it, and but they're going to thank me when their body feels great and stuff like that, and they're feeling a lot better. So it's just – it comes in being an older guy, you know, and giving these other guys tips to get through fall camp. Like I had to have a conversation with the freshman D linemen the other day about sleep. You have to get sleep. Your body's not going to heal. You know, your body does almost all its healing while you're asleep, so you got to sleep eight hours. You know, the coaches say it, stuff like that. And so, but sometimes when the coach says something, you know, it doesn't always get some of the younger guys, you know, because um, they haven't been here long enough. You know, they don't really know how college they – they're, they're a week into college football. And roughly, it's the hardest time. It's fall camp. Like, that's one of the most, you know, hardest times during the season. Um, so, it's just – it's better sometimes if a player sets them down. Like, Dude, I've been through it. I've, like, I've done it. And I know what it feels like to not get sleep. I know what it does to sleep. And it definitely is a lot better. And and so along those lines, since, since all three of you all, for for this purposes, are considered old heads. What what would you say probably has been like the best piece of advice that you got when you were younger that you maybe didn't believe until you went through it and was like, you know, if I had listened, I could have avoided this situation. Um, I think something that I've been really trying to preach to my guys is, you know, it, it's not only physically, but this is a very mentally like exhausting time. Um, and it's not only just like, okay, like with learning plays or like, you know, um, trying to be the best that you can. It's like ex exhausting from the standpoint of like putting the stress on yourself and trying to be the best player. You can. So with my guys, I've just been trying to tell them it's like, you know, when you go home, Coach Doral um, really believes in getting away from football and being able to decompress. Um, so I've been trying to really tell my guys is like, you know, take care of all your football stuff, like film watching, you know, that that stuff that you have to do. It take care of it, you know, before you get home. So when you do go home for a couple hours, you're not there still like, you know, frantically going over film and worrying and stuff like that. You're able to really decompress. 
and relax because I remember when I was a freshman, that's all I did. You know, I was so worried about messing up and so worried that um, I would screw something up and it would make the whole play a disaster and like everyone would hate me. And like, you know, as a young guy, you know, just thinking that stuff, like, you know, and, and they told me and I was like, you know, like, I understand that, but I want to be the best I can be. So it was, it was times where I didn't have to be doing that. I, you know, it's times when I should be sleeping and I'm up watching the same clip over and over again about how I messed up, what, if I'm going to get my butt chewed the next morning, like stuff like that. So really just the getting away from football and decompressing, um, not only on your off days, but when we get to go home for a couple hours at night, um, and just really take care, taking care of that and your mental, because I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize. It's not only it's a physically trying time, it's a mentally trying time as well. And um, it can really, that stress can really stack up and, you know, it may not be a big deal on day two or day three, but on day seven or eight, you know, it can all come crashing down. And if you don't have that outlet, it, it just makes that such a bigger thing than it, you know, it could have been. So. Um, I'd say the biggest thing that I try to tell other guys is like, there's a lot of little things that go into to help you. Um, kind of like I said earlier, cold tub, stretching. You can stretch while you watch TV at night. You know, you can take time. Like, take some time to really, like you said, kind of mental thing. Take some time where you're not on your phone you're, or you're not watching TV and like, think about what you're doing and, like, make sure you're sleeping well and set a schedule and stick to a schedule. But these little things, they all come into play. I mean, your your water intake, your sleep, what you're eating, when you're eating, how much you're eating, all this comes into play. Because when you boils down to, it, you know, our bodies do a certain, like your body performs at a certain level when you do a certain, like we do certain things to it. Just like if you take car, take care of a car good, it's gonna run for a long time and run really well. If you put crappy gas in it, it's not gonna run that well. So it's kind of like uh, it reminds me of Jason Smelter, a whole strength coach. He said, you don't put. 87 in a Ferrari. So why would you do it to your body? But um, it's just like little things. I mean, take care of your body and take care of your mind. So I, and pretty much all I can really think about. Yeah, just like Hunter said, I think the biggest thing for advice is dealing with injuries. And I think before college, I never got injured like that. But just being in college, taking all these hits, you know, it's a different game. So just learn how to uh, be uh, proactive with not getting injuries in the future and dealing with the ones you have now. And the biggest thing is not rushing back from injuries and just knowing how to deal with them when you have them, know how to prevent them and know how to uh, uh, keep them from going away too is uh, probably the biggest thing for advice. Um, As we wrap up here, I, I, I if, if anybody if is watching, you have any final thoughts, questions, please do get them in now. Um, now I know it's preseason. I, I I know I know Lane's an Eagles fan. Danny's a Saints fan. Hunter, remind me again who who was your team? I'm a Green Bay fan. Okay, he's a he's a Green Bay. Now I did watch Green Bay when they played the Bengals. Now I, you, were you impressed by what you saw out of Jordan Love? Oh, a little bit. I really didn't get to watch. I saw some of the clips. Um, I saw a couple good balls from him, so like that. It just hurt. You know, not seeing my man A Rod back there playing the ball, but you know, faith and Jordan Love, we're doing it this year. Especially, especially, Blaney's take down the ugly Eagles flag in the back of his room. It's just ridiculous. I mean, 
I like Jalen Hurts. I like Jason Kelsey. That's the only Eagles people that I like. Um, but yeah, I was I'm impressed with Jordan Love. You know, people forget last year, you know, he played against the Chiefs and he played really well when Rodgers was suspended. It was last year, year before. I can't remember. So he's got the kids got some talent. Okay. People are always looking down. Now A Rod's you know big shoes to fill, but I think he's gonna do it. I'm not worried about it. Glenn, you, you you got any kind of a uh, 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 bottle there for him now? You know he's over there telling you to take the flag down. So yeah, yeah, I was actually I was on mute, but I was actually giving Hunter some props because Green Bay does have a history of that those backup quarterbacks being, you know, when it when the guy when the main guy leaves, yeah, they, they have Hall of Fame careers. So hey, hey, let, don't forget the Brett Favre and A Rod. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what we're talking about now. Yeah. I seen. Green Bay has lucked out. Like the past, like I like I looked at it. The past like thirty years, we've had Hall of Famer quarterbacks. We had yeah, Brett you've Favre. had like yeah, you've had like four quarterbacks in the past thirty years. Yeah, it's <laughs> like we've literally like we've been very very blessed. Yeah. And now it's you know Jordan Love's just got to hold up his bargain. Okay, he's <laughs> Yeah, I mean my rebuttal is you know, that's fine. We we're hated. I understand it. But um, I'm excited for it. I watched the preseason game. Um, I saw a lot of good things. Hmm. Um, I'm really excited to see Jalen Carter play. Um, he had two snaps, and on his very first snap, he uh, got a QB pressure. So that's very um, exciting to see. Um, I think Ian Book, who played, he's a third-string quarterback, he needs to go uh, fill out a UPS form because that will be his newest job after that preseason <laughs> game. That dude was absolute hot garbage. Um, so, um, but yeah, I'm excited for it. We have a really tough schedule this year. Man, you got to go to Arrowhead. You got to go play. Uh, our, you know, San Francisco's coming to the link. So, uh, I'm excited for it. I think I'm excited to see Jalen Hurts. Uh, I've seen a lot, heard a lot of good things about him so far in camp. So, um, I'm just excited for it. Hopefully, they can get it done because I think. After this year, I think Jason's definitely done, and I think you give Lane Johnson maybe, maybe two years after this. Um, so uh, I want to get those guys, Brandon Graham, uh, Fletcher Cox. I want to get those guys another ring. So I'm excited. Now, I, I I will say I was impressed though by Tanner McKee, uh, the, mm-hmm. the the guy out of Stanford. I, when I saw him picked, I was like, of course Philly picks a guy that probably had early round talent, but. You know, was yeah. had to play for a very bad Stanford team, but uh, <laughs> I mean, poor <Yeah>. him. <laughs> yeah, dude is playing quarterback and was scared to throw the ball. Like I don't understand, but no, it was it was good. Uh, it, it was good to see some of the guys, the new additions. Uh, DeAndre Swift had some good runs. Um, yeah, the I think the linebacker position played fairly well. Trying to figure that out, so. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm just excited to see to watch watch some good ball this year. Yeah, and then Danny, I know you're you're a Saints fan. I know when we talked, you were salty. Sean Payton side to coach Denver. Now I don't know if you saw that Cardinals game, the way I Russell did. Wilson was getting utterly destroyed back there. Uh, did you did you did you take some some sense of gratification in watching Sean Payton's <laughs> return kind of slowly go downhill there? Yeah, because it looks real bad up there in Denver. I'm talking about Russell Wilson. 
he couldn't get nothing going. The starters were playing until what was it? The second late in the second quarter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, almost like the whole sad. first half. <laughs> it's getting off to a bad start, and we got a first round pick from Denver. So as long as they keep going down, Saints go up. It's all good. <laughs> Who's the quarterback for the Saints? Derek Who was it? Derek. Oh, yeah. Just traded. We ain't worried about it. No one cares. No one cares about the Saints. No one cares about New Orleans. No one cares about Philly until last year. Okay, not worried about that. Packers, number one, son. I ain't worried about it. Derek Carr gonna get us to the playoffs. We in the worst division. He gonna get us to the playoffs. That's all we need for now. That's it. We ain't been to Derek Carr is washed up. He is not doing anything. He couldn't do it at the Raiders. He's not gonna do it in New Orleans. He he better than Ritter. He better than uh Bryce Young right now. He better than uh Bryce uh, Young's like nineteen, dude. Yeah. I hope it's Derek Carr's been in the league for fifteen years. I hope he is. Both- <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> what are we doing here? What are we talking about? Baker Mayfield on the Bucks, so we should be good for the playoffs. Win the division, not an eight. Saints, Saints will win that division. Yeah, not eight. Who's on that division again? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. Did run it back for me real quick. Uh, Ritter, Falcons, uh, Baker Mayfield, Buccaneers, and then Bryce Young, Panthers. Okay, I hope you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good job. Yeah, but. Yeah, I was about to say, like, is there something like if you win that division, though? Like, are you really proud of that? You know, it's like, you know, it's like the year that, yeah, like it was the year Washington won the NFC East at seven and nine. Like, are you really proud of that, though? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we won the division. Yeah, we could go to the playoffs, but like, that's like (laughs) hundred yards in five football. Like, who? Who, I mean, <laughs> year one. What's like. Year one, Derek Carr, year one. Year two, we can ask for some more. Lane, when gotta you build, gotta like build. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. When did you start liking the Eagles? Uh, so when Lane Johnson got drafted, 2000, was that 11 or 12? He was my favorite college football player. And it, I was so young that I didn't really even know, like, how good of a player he was. It was just like, we have the same name, so. Oh, uh, that's cool. And now he's oh, that's cool. Okay, first up, I like Brett Favre. So, thanks okay. beat the Eagles. Yeah. Thanks uh, you know what? last year. It did. Absolutely. They, they did. Andy Dalton did. was that Andy Dalton? I think Andy Dalton. Yeah, that was interesting. That was. But I will that's, say, New Orleans that, was that, at home going into <laughs> December, and Philly was still playing in February. So, Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. We had a biz off. But, like, no, no. I read – Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. No, go for Hunter. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm uh, really loud. Uh, <laughs> but, like, no, we missed it last year. Okay. No, take it on the chin. But it was like I read – like, I was one of the top guys. Um, oh, my gosh. Not Skip Bayless. Who's the other one? Okay, one of the, you know, the dudes in the talk shows. Shannon here. Sharp? No, not Shannon Sharp. Is Skip Bayless the one that was on the show with Shannon Sharp? Yeah, first take. Okay, maybe not first take. Skip uh, and Shannon? Yeah. Saying. But he was saying, it was like, I forgot, it was like the last, like, 20, 40 years, Green Bay's been in the playoffs, like, 19 times. 
And it was like, you know what? You know, y'all can have an off year. But we took our off year, and this year is the <laughs> tour. Oh, watch out. Jordan Love. Aaron called Jordan Love the piggy bank. He's going to be dropping dimes on him. Not worried about it. Okay. Now, now I, I have to ask Daddy. Now, how long, though, you think Saints fans are going to give Derek Carr before there's some calls for Jake Hanner to play? Because I got a feeling like, I think because you gotta imagine like if if Derek Carr if if you get Raiders Derek Carr, eh, you know I feel like at a certain point right it's like can Hannah do any worse? Hannah was pretty good, you know. Like so, like do you think that there'll be calls for him where you can go give Carr a honest shot? At? I think Derek Carr is more of like a top level bridge quarterback. I think that we'll give him two to three years. And then Hayner, I don't think he has expectations to ever start for the Saints. But if he surprises people, I'll be down for it. But probably when Derek Carr's done, we're going to try to drop a, draft a quarterback in the first round. Hmm. Okay. Oh, Mr. Dunning has a question here. I think it's, it's a good one. He said, if they did a UCO hard knocks, which player would start? Oh, <laughs> me? What are you talking about? <laughs> I, mean, I was about to say, it wouldn't be me because I'm not – I don't do a whole lot. I literally – I wake up, go to the facility, and then I go – I stay in the facility. So it would be a pretty boring episode if, <laughs> if I was on. But, I mean, Damon Bradford would be one to put on there. Yeah, I was really, – let's say <laughs> I was really the first one to say. Big Cayman, Big Cayman would be a uh, course would be a great one. Steph would be probably be a good one. Uh, uh, Lamb, Lamb would be Lamb a funny be one. Good. Be kind of embarrassing time. Like, you know, okay, Lamb, settle down, son. But other than that, <laughs> it'd be pretty funny. Yeah, there uh, would be some good ones. Colby, Colby, pretty. Yeah, good. I think honestly, if you got you got Kellen Culberson, Noah Dobson, Robert Gibbons, and Montreal oh. Lee. You get those four together. Hey, they they never they are never apart. That would probably be it's it's like the Stooges running around the SBC. Yeah. Especially Trail. <laughs> I hope Trail sees this. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. That's funny. But no, uh, I mean, as, as wrapping up here though, I do want to say I and when we're talking about the Saints division. Tell you right now, the fact that they let Pittsburgh score four touchdowns, and I can say this as a Steelers fan, sometimes it takes three games to equal that total. So <laughs> I, I feel like if that's the best the division has to offer, I feel like my day's team has got a good chance. Like they made Mason Rudolph look competent. That's really hard to do. So I'm just simply saying, like, if that's the best that um that they have to offer, yeah, I, I feel like Danny, Danny Saints is probably going to win that in that position. So I, yeah. oh. Gotcha. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, no, but I, I really I appreciate all three of you all uh, coming on on your day off. Um, I, I really enjoyed the conversation. Got some very good info. I'm definitely excited to see where you all go this season. Um, I, I definitely plan to be there on the 31st. Uh, so I'm really looking forward. I think that's the only Thursday game this year, which 
I don't. I, I don't it, like, how do you all feel about Thursday games, though? Yay, nay? Like, do you like Thursday games? Like, what? Like, how? Because obviously, you used to play on Friday, but like, so that Thursday game, how you all feel about it? I like the Thursday game because a lot of the uh, students I go to at school, if it's on Saturday, they going to OU or OS. So I just know because on Thursday, all the students going to come out to the game and support. But away games for sure got to be Saturday. So I think it's good to switch it up just for more fan attendance. Yeah, I'm the same way. Um, you definitely have more uh, definitely have more uh, support on Thursday. Everybody's still at school. Everybody's still in everything so um that's awesome you know the the home openers here have always been great um and especially this year with um you know we got the new new stadium renovations we have the new scoreboard we have some other new stuff um so i think that'll be uh really awesome and uh, i'm not i'm not really against them um they're honestly doesn't really matter to me like anytime <laughs> yeah Kind of what Lance is, it doesn't really. A ball game's a ball game. You know, I don't really matter what it is. Or I just show up and I get the guy out the football. That's what I do. And I can do it on Thursday or Saturday. Damn right. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, no, I, I really wish you all the best of luck this season. I, I wish you all the best of luck in first of fall camp. I think that ends, is, is it what? Is it next week? Is that your last fall camp? Week after something? Sunday. Like that? I, Sunday. Sunday is our last day. Yeah. Okay, and then again, I guess then school starts again. So yeah, no. So yeah. I'm I'm hoping you all have a good, healthy rest of camp, um, a good, healthy season. Um, I, I I know I'm looking forward to it. Uh, a lot of people are looking forward to it. I think this is probably the most excitement that's been around the program. I mean, there was excitement last year for obvious reasons, just because Coach Doyle came in and you know it's a new chapter. But I think in terms of like legit excitement i mean maybe i don't know because i'm gonna say 2017 probably was the last time like i feel like there's been this much energy around the program like just given the returning talent and the infusion of talent um i just think that like hopes are really high and then obviously all the investments and the the, the boost to the stadium and program and all that stuff so uh, I'm wishing you all the best of luck again. Any any time, gentlemen, want to come back on, just let me know. We can uh, set something up. I appreciate everybody that came through. Um, this should be up like, shortly after we stop going live. I think it has to render itself, and then it'll be, um, I think, in the in the in the playlist. It, it'll be somewhere on the channel. I'll figure it out and make a tweet about it. So follow me there. Um, so again, I, I appreciate you all and uh, appreciate everybody, everybody out there. So thanks for coming through. Hope to see you guys after a win on the 31st. Um, so uh, yeah, appreciate you all. Anytime. Thanks. I appreciate you. Thanks. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Hmm?